Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, just head on over to decidedlydry.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Welcome back, my sweet listeners. Today is episode 15. And it's one of those episodes where it's just me, you, and the mic. I hope that's all right with you. It is great. Okay, while these ones are much shorter episodes, I try incredibly hard to provide some useful information and or use the opportunity to share parts of my personal experience, both good and bad, so that you can learn from my mistakes. Perhaps nod your head in agreement or just kick back and listen in hopes maybe to even feel less alone. So here we go. Today's topic was requested by a listener. The listener requested that I touch on the topic of, drum roll please, moderation. This is a big topic and one that I'll gladly discuss. Now, before I dive in, I'm going to do a quick disclaimer. Shocking, right? Um, <laughs> I am not your sciencey, researchy, know all the answers to what's going on inside your head type gal. I am a mom who forgets where her coffee cup is, is notoriously late for most things, and is recording her podcast episode six hours before it should be aired. I'm human, and I'm trying my very best to help you in ways that I know how. If you are looking for a more science-based episode that touches on moderation, I highly, highly recommend that you check out Jill's podcast, Sober Powered, episode 20, titled, Why Is It Hard to Moderate? I'll add the link in the show notes for your convenience. All right, let's get started. Moderation. Oh, my Lanta, how often we hear this word in this community, am I right? So let's define it. According to Webster, moderation is defined as in a way that is reasonable and not excessive, in a moderate way. For example, she believes in doing things in moderation. Or some people say that drinking alcohol in moderation can be good for you. Ha! How ironic that that is their example. Aye, aye, aye. So when it comes to drinking, it's when we're desperately trying to drink in a reasonable way, not excessively. What exactly does this mean? <laughs> like one drink a day, only drinking on the weekend, saving it for special occasions. Ugh, just thinking about all of that is taking me back to when I truly believed I could moderate. What a beautiful, smooth transition I just created to go right into my story, right? Well done, Jess. Well done. Let me set the scene for you. It was 2019. I was about, oh, 150-ish days sober. And you'd think that 
by then, I would have been cured. Am I right? Able to control it if I wanted to. Definitely, definitely wouldn't slip right back into old habits. I hope that all of you just let out a big, ha! (laughs) I was a few weeks away from summer break, and that voice in my head was progressively getting louder and louder. It was playing tricks on me and trying incredibly hard to convince me that I'd done enough time on the sober train. I was in the middle of nowhere, literally, backpacking with my husband and my extended family. I let my guard down, and I gladly set my blue camping mug out when the wine bag was being passed around. So classy, right? (laughs) I've told this story before, so I apologize if you've heard it already. But it's seriously still interesting to me to look back and analyze what happened. Personally, I think it was a combo of me being in the middle of nowhere, having none of my sober tools with me. My sober sisters were out of reach due to zero cell service. And basically, I was just letting that voice in my head win. After we got back from our trip, um, I, I got to be honest, I felt relieved. Relieved that I didn't have to do the quote-unquote work anymore. I could just go back to what was familiar, what at the time I thought helped me relax. I could quiet that voice by just letting her win. I spent that entire summer drinking like I always had, like I hadn't skipped a beat. Now, don't get me wrong, there were times when I tried to set some rules or deals, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of different strategies that we come up with to help moderate our drinking. Here are some of the rules that I came up with for myself. Maybe they'll sound a little familiar. I'll only drink on the weekends. I'll have a glass of water in between each glass of wine. Cheers to staying hydrated. If I happen to want to drink before 5 p.m., it probably should only be white wine. Then I can move on to red when it's a more respectable hour. Oh, how about this one? Maybe I'll actually only drink beer because it fills me up more and I probably won't drink as many. I'll buy boxed wine because it'll last longer. And look, babe, it's a super great deal. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Did any of these rules work? Absolutely, positively, no, no, no. It wasn't till after some incredibly heartbreaking, extremely traumatic family drama that I decided enough is enough. Why was I reaching for a wine bottle to escape what needed healing? Why was I putting something into my body every day that made me feel terrible the next day? It wasn't until December of that year when I finally looked in the mirror and said, enough is enough. When I look back, moderation, it was torture. I mean, I was going back to my old drinking habits with all of my sober knowledge in my head. I knew inside that I truly felt better without alcohol. I knew I was a better mom without alcohol. 
I knew that it felt so amazing to wake up refreshed, well-rested, full of energy, and proud that I hadn't drank the night before. So why in the hell would I pick up the glass again? I know I'm not the only one that's asked these questions before, am I? (laughs) There's this quote that goes something like, if you can't have one, have none. Because as we know, it'll never be just one. It just won't. And let's be honest for a second. How has alcohol improved any area of our lives? What benefits does it provide? I'll wait. Couldn't come up with any, could you? <laughs> me either. Look, for me, choosing to live decidedly dry is the best option. By removing alcohol completely, I'm able to learn how to go about my life without having to rely on alcohol. I'm able to clear out all of that mental space that was taken up by alcohol. Now, don't get me wrong. For me, the voice is still there. She's realistically probably always going to be there. But the good news is she's not as loud anymore. As time goes on and as I've built up these, oh, I don't know, 870-ish days of sobriety. (laughs) Sounds crazy to say out loud. Yes, I do still keep track. I've established and acquired the sober tools that work for me. So when that pesky voice in my head asks, hey, how about just one? I know what to do. I know that I need to take a breath and play the tape forward. I need to hop on a meeting and connect with my community. I need to text or call a friend. I need to politely but firmly remind myself that I do not want to start all over again. It sounds awful. Now, with that being said, I want to show myself some grace and the listeners that might have been or are in that same boat. That that point where you know you want to quit, but you're just really struggling to string those days together. I know that feeling, and I just want to encourage you to keep trying. If you have a slip, if you find yourself right right back where you started, take a minute to see if there's a lesson to be learned. What are you trying to escape? What are you trying to heal from? Who is triggering you and not supporting this important lifestyle change? Are you stressed, tired, anxious, bored? See if you can answer some of these questions in a journal and come up with a plan of action. In the words of Louise Hay, you have the power to heal yourself and you need to know that. We think so often that we are helpless, but we're not. We always have the power of our minds. Claim and consciously use your power. There are tools out there. The support is out there. We are out here. So just take that leap and reach out. You honestly will never regret a day of not drinking. Now, just as a reminder, I am not a doctor or a counselor. (laughs) Have I told you that before? (laughs) I am just an extremely passionate sober mom who wants others to feel the freedom that I feel now. So if you or someone you love is struggling with alcoholism, 
it may be time to seek treatment and or time to speak with a specialist. I'd be happy to provide resources for you. Just reach out to me. In the meantime, know that I am rooting so loudly for you and I am sending you so much strength and love. Thank you, thank you for pushing play today and please share this episode with others if it resonated with you or if you think it helps someone feel less alone. I love you. I am rooting for you. I will catch up with you next time. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.